0: Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do you, go? Where do you go. Hey everybody, welcome into the Auburn Live Basketball Show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Um, Justin and Jay Phillips here. Hey, real quick, go to AuburnLive.com, subscribe. Um, I think we're still doing the deal. Yeah, we're still doing the deal. Twenty-five bucks gets you access to the site until the end of next August. So basically, it's going to run right up till the beginning of college football season. Um, if you haven't done it by now, it's not too late. You still got uh, recruiting happening. You still got the transfer portal. You still got the late signing period, and then of course you have all the basketball coverage from a team that's um, trying to make an NCAA tournament run and all that good stuff. So still plenty of stuff to. Uh, to uh, to read and, and, and get up on, of course, the message board, which is an, always a fun place to have some banter. So 25 bucks through next August, auburnlive.com. Jay, what's happening, man? Not much. Glad that uh, Auburn got a, little,
1: a nice little win on the road last night over Washington. That was definitely a feel-good win. I saw your tweet after the game that Bruce Pearl said it was a must win. Certainly felt like that. They certainly played like that, and good to see them able to knock it out
0: yeah I thought um, my phone in so it didn't run out I, um, yeah let's talk about um, these last two games this West Coast trip um, they go to USC they lose on Sunday 7471 um, they come back on Wednesday night at Washington and uh, and crush Washington 8461 um, yeah Bruce said after the Washington game he thought despite the loss to USC he thought it was a productive Trip. Um, he thought it was a productive trip, um, and I tend to agree. I I, um, I know they lost to USC, uh, and in in my in my opinion, they shouldn't have lost. Like they're better than USC. Um, I think that I mean twenty three turnovers, and you still just lose by three on the road. Um, I thought Auburn gave that game away. Um, Washington probably. I mean, it could have been one of their best games. I mean, it, 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 you know, St. Louis is probably one of their best wins. Northwestern is a good team. That was just really ugly. <laughs> yeah. um, but but Washington, I mean, one of the things that happened in the first half of that game, I remember tweeting. So Auburn got up, maybe early second half. I don't, I can't remember. Auburn got up by about ten, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think it was first half, late first half. And I said, all right, here's what I want to see from this team. They're up ten. They're controlling the game. They're the better team right now. I want to see them maintain that control of the basketball game. Do not – It it was just going to show me some growth from this team if they were able to maintain that and not let Washington come back, shoot some crazy high percentage in the second half, and this is a one-point game and all that good stuff. And for the most part, they did. I mean, Washington cut it into six or something at one point, but Auburn came out second half. Pushed it to 10 and really kept it there. Was up 25 at one point. Um, that was really impressive to me. It was good to see them um, maintain that lead and build on that lead. They only committed four turnovers in the second half of the Washington game. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of good things I thought came from that. And Even the USC game, even though it was a loss, um, Trey Donaldson played well. Chennai played well. I thought there were some good things, some good growth opportunities there for that team. They just made too many mistakes. So I, I thought going into this West Coast trip that it was going to be um, a really productive one way or another. This trip was going to be really important for this team. It was either they were either going to go 0-2 and continue to play you know average basketball, um, or they were going to have some adversity. They're going to battle through it, go 2-0, 1-1, fine. But they were going to come out on the other side growing some. And I thought I saw that against Washington. I thought the Washington was the fruits of some of that growth. Yeah. Um. So I agree with Bruce in terms of those two games being a productive two games, a productive trip, a week out from SEC play. That's how I see it. Do you, do you, do you agree, disagree with me? Or do you, how do you see it? I'm with you completely on that. And kind of like you're
1: saying, you know, there were the USC game, the Washington game, they got to see, the things they've been working on, the things they've been changing up, those kind of came to fruition and paid off in the Washington game and led to a big win in a lot of ways. You know, the, uh, the focus on the front court, the guard, the different guard rotations, everything was just clicking a little better. Wasn't this team's best game in terms of how good they can be, but it was probably their best game so far. Um, I think the USC game had a lot of that too. The USC game, they were, so many tangible improvements in that game. You had Trey Donaldson, you had Janai Broome coming back. You had Jalen Williams playing really well and stretching the court, but it just, there were just so many things that were almost out of Auburn's control. Wendell Green went down. Jalen Williams got hurt, couldn't close the game. The fouls were just, you know, good or bad. There were so many of them that they really limited Auburn and, you know, they basically took Trey Donaldson out of the game there for a while too. And that was one of their best sources of offense. So, I think there were a lot of tangible improvements in that USC game as well. They just were harder to pick out and harder to, uh, you know, champion because of the result of the game. But the Washington game, that was just that. I, th- I feel like it's exactly what this team needed. Hopefully it gives them a little confidence in the sense of, hey, these things we've been working on just paid off. Let's keep working on it. Let's keep improving a little bit. Um, plenty of stuff to still improve on, but they seem to be going in the right direction more right now than they have at any other point in the season. You know, the, the undefeated start was great, but there were some glaring holes and those holes got exposed pretty quickly when the competition stepped up.
0: Um, yeah, I, I I agree. And Washington, look, you know, Bruce Pearl said after the game, Washington's not a great team. They're, they're, they're a good team. And I think that's fair. Um, you know, defensively, they came into that game, Washington, yeah. not bad. I mean, they were 60th or something in kinpom Palm defensive rankings. Uh, they were 41st uh, in, in another rankings in terms of field goal percentage defense, 41st in the country. Remember, there's 330-something teams. So 65 and 41, that's that's good. It's one of the better, you know, it's, it's a good number. So they had been playing decent defense. Um and, of course, Auburn had not been playing great offense for most of the right. year of a couple of games, and uh, and Auburn torched them. I mean, they torched them. For, it's a shot. They shot, a, let's see, what was the final for the game? They shot 56% Jeez. from the field, 47% from three, <laughs> eight of 8-17 for three. Um, we won't mention the 63% from the free throw line. I got to uh, say, though, and I'm not sure if I have the numbers right, but I
1: feel like Auburn's best two shooting games have come on the road with this one and Bradley.
0: Bradley's one of them. I was looking at it yesterday. Bradley's one of them. Um Colgate was okay. um, another really good game shooting-wise, but yeah, Bradley, which was that neutral site game, um they were their their effective field goal percentage in that game was 63%. Um they then immediately followed that up yeah, in
1: their worst shooting
0: night, 31%. But yeah, it was. I mean, that that game, um that Bradley game and then um Colgate was was effective field goal percentage of 62%. Okay. And then Washington ended up being effective field goal percentage of 62%. So that's that's your top three. But Bradley and Colgate, to me, aren't the same competition as Washington, sure. not to mention being on the road. Um, although Bradley's um, about the same caliber team in terms of resume. They're quad two game. They're about the same kind of team, but it's a different deal on the road in right. Washington. Pretty good crowd for anybody that didn't watch it on TV. Um yeah, it was it was a good crowd. It's not like there was, you know, a couple thousand people there. There was it was it was probably eighty percent full or so, and and pretty loud. But Auburn did their job, and it was not a a weak crowd by any means. Um, I've I'm been impressed with how many Auburn fans
1: showed up on this road trip too. Yeah. You could hear them at USC pretty well at several points in the game.
0: Yeah, uh that I think they did a good job of hitting those hitting those clubs, the yeah. Seattle Club and LA Club and getting them there. And that's huge. I mean, for those people, when are they unless they travel to Auburn, that's their chance to watch Auburn play a huge deal. Um, so I wrote about the Washington game a little bit, um, and, and and man, the forwards all of a sudden and so what's funny is we talked about on the last show, we specifically talked about Jalen Williams and Jani Broom. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they have to be, you know, I, I say the focal point. I think I think the way Auburn runs offense, I, I, I don't know that they'll ever be the focal point, but they have got to get, you know, we said, hey, look, Jalen and, and Williams and- mm-hmm. need to combine for 15 shots a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that should probably be the minimum that they combine for. Um, and really in these last two games, you've seen that start to happen. And, then, of course, against Washington – uh, those two combined for 27 shots. Um, they they go they they go 15 of 27. Those two uh, for 36 points and 16 rebounds combined. You toss in Chris Moore who went 12 and uh, who had 12 points. Um, and those three forwards accounted for I think it was 46, 40, 48 points uh, um, of uh, of Auburn's 84. So I mean. Jalen and Janai, I think, really quickly over these last two games have become – I like to see Janai getting better. It looks like he's getting a little bit more efficient, um, maybe getting a little bit healthier in terms of his lift. But those are your two guys. They're the most they're, – they're they're efficient around the basket. They're pretty accurate. Um, they're pretty smart with it. Janai still, I think, sometimes tries to do too much. Yeah. Um, he needs to stand tall, make a move, Um, and use his touch around the basket a little bit yes a little little bit too many spin moves and different things and um that I think hurt his his length stand stand tall use your left hand shot um but those two guys are the focal point I mean Wendell Katie everybody else there's there's just there's kind of those ups and downs in terms of 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 their accuracy shooting the basketball um but Jalen and Janai if they continue to sort of Go through them when they have the chance because um, it's difficult. Auburn, they're, they're running and they're trying to get quick points. If that doesn't work, they then pull it back out and they'll run a set. So it's it's not always easy to run through because then when they do set it up, who knows what's going to happen half the time. But um, but Jalen Janai, man, that's your guys. That's your guys you got to continue to build on an offense. You cannot have a – there does not need to be a game like we talked about where they have, um, you know, a small amount of shots. They're just they're just too important and too effective down low. You saw what they could do. They carry Jalen had 14 in the first half. Janai had 12 of his 18 in the second half. Um and so like they literally dominated one half of the other. Um those two guys are quickly becoming your count your reliable guys, your stalwarts.
1: And uh Dylan Cardwell had, you know, six points on three of three shooting as well. Chris Moore only missed one shot. Those big guys are just and. The way if Auburn just keeps playing through them, it feels like it establishes such a much higher floor for this team. Because like you're saying, KD, Wendell, those guys have the ability to take games over and win by themselves, but it's not going to be every night. Yeah. You've got to have something consistent, something reliable. And I'm still questioning Jalen. I love Jalen Williams. I love his game. I love what he's been doing this season, but he's had a tendency to just completely disappear at times. Yeah. Hopefully that, you know, he – hopefully the lights turned on now that he doesn't have Jabari in front of him or JT Thor backing him up or anything like that, but we'll see. I'm hoping he can because he is really putting together a great season. I mean, I think maybe like three of Auburn's last four games, he's been the Ken Palm MVP on and mm-hmm. or wins maybe not. I'm not sure about, I guess USC wouldn't have been anyway, but either way, you know, it's just been game after game for him. And it's something we've been waiting on since he was a freshman, it seems like. And, He's putting it together. But yeah, I think those guys really give you such a good floor. You play through them, you get that consistent, you know, that solid points per possession stat going on with those guys. And then you got games when Wendell's going to go off, when KD's going to go off, and who's going to stop you at that point, kind of thing. But I really like the defense in the front court, giving this team an identity.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jalen's shooting 39% from three, 52% from two. Um, And he's shooting basically 50% outside of just a couple of, outside of basically a couple of feet from the basket, anything mid range, let's call it, he's he's shooting 50% um, from, from, from two. Um, He's averaging 10 points. Um, Let's see where he's at. He's averaging 10 and five and a half right now, plus a steal, a steal plus a game, a block a game. Um, So you're getting 10, five and then you're getting something from him across the board. Um, And so he's pretty impressive, plus two assists a game. I mean, so basically every night from Jalen, you're getting 10 points, two assists, um, four, let's see, five and a half rebounds, a steal, a block. Um, every single time he steps on the court and he's shooting, of course, I, and I'm looking at this here, it looks like he's shooting 41%, 42% from, from three.
1: And I, I pulled it up. Last night watching the game, he didn't make a three in Auburn's first three games, and I didn't do it at the end of the game yet. But at at, at halftime of last night's game, Jalen Williams was, can't remember the exact amount of shots, but he was shooting 56.5% from three since his first make of the season. (laughs) So it took him a little while to get going, but he's just been red hot since then.
0: He's been great and 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 he's one of those guys that that is a pretty decent spot up three point shooter and and he didn't do it well last year nobody did it well last year really other than jabari right um, everybody sort of struggled, including Jalen, which was weird um and so it was uh it's good to see him get back in there um but yeah Jalen's just but you're right about Jalen I mean there are times where he can disappear and and look if you go back to you know i mean. I say disappear. I mean, this is where it depends on the offense and how things are flowing. And Now, now granted, Auburn's second-half offense was awesome last night, so this is maybe a bad example. But Jalen was 2-for-3 in the second half of the game with four points. Now, everybody was on fire. Janabran was 6-7. of Chris Moore was 2-for-2. KD was 2-for-4. Dylan had a few dunks. So, Auburn was scoring. There wasn't really a there wasn't really a need. There wasn't a drought or like a need to hey, go back to Jalen. Right. Um, but there's instances right there where he can just kind of take three shots, whereas he took uh, seven in the first half and scored 14. So that's kind of Jalen though. For anybody that knows Jalen, he's just not the most assertive guy. Yeah. Hopefully, whatever it is, he's just not the most assertive guy. But I think that. I think that this will change a little bit. I think that some of these games and, and him producing the way he is, um, I think that'll change a little bit. I don't think he'll need to be the vocal guy. I think the way it's happening right now, he's going to get the ball. I think the players see no. how he is. Um, I think they see the production. I think Bruce and, and his staff see it. And so I don't think Jalen's going to necessarily need to not you know, be anything other than himself out on the court. I think he's going to get the ball, and I think he knows when he, when he gets the ball that that he's allowed to go at it and, and, and try to do something with it. And so I think um, I think he's had a, a obviously a, a big couple of games. Um, let's talk about Wendell a, a little bit because I, I feel like I get it if you look at the stats. People are down on Wendell right now. First of all, he's not 100 percent. He's played two games with a bum ankle. And so it's, it's a, it was a rough deal that he had to come out on this West Coast road trip a long week, and he's had a bum ankle. It's probably been a long week for him. I kind of feel for him a little bit. Um, played like 12 minutes against USC. You know, didn't, didn't play well. Played 20 minutes against Washington, but again, he was two for nine for the field, one for five from three, five turnovers, four assists. Um, got to the free throw line, hit six free throws, so he finished with 11 points. But, um, you know, not quite himself right now. Um, and given that Auburn still lied a three point loss and then a 23 point win on the road. Um, and I think a big reason of that is, is Trey Donaldson's emergence and him playing well at that backup point guard spot all of a sudden. But what do you kind of make of one where Wendell Green's at, getting him healthy? Um, and then two Trey Donaldson, I, I, I uh, I said last night, let me find it. Um. I said last night, where's that? Hold on. Trey Donaldson. So Trey Donaldson's first two road games of his career, USC-Washington. Combined 14 points, six rebounds, eight assists, five steals, just three turnovers. and And he had a box plus minus of plus 19 against USC and plus 12 against Washington. I mean, that is hyper impressive for a kid, a true freshman in his first two road games backing up at point guard when he hasn't been playing a lot, really Georgia state before that was kind of the game where he broke out. Then he goes on the road um, and plays these two games. So um, Trey Donaldson's emergence is at the perfect time, given that Wendell's going through these health issues, but what do you sort of make of the point guard position? Give it a week. Wendell gets healthy. Now you've got Wendell healthy and emerging confident Trey chance needs to get healthy, but how do you sort of see that point guard position now going into SEC play in terms of productivity and what's your confidence in that position?
1: You know, I like it a lot more obviously, and it's good with Trey emerging because Wendell Green has been one of those players who's been, you know, inconsistent at times. He's been as good as anyone in the country at times and also has some, uh, you know, some downsides where, Turnovers can be a problem. Bad shots can be a problem and stuff like that. Uh, He's had some, I guess it was against USC as well. His defense was a little lacking due to his ankle, I think, but he's played good defense this year for the most part too. But um, I really think that getting Trey in there, he's kind of one of those, another one of those floor stabilizers if he keeps playing the way he is. You know, if Wendell's having a bad stretch or something, you can put Trey in there. You might not be quite as explosive of an offense at your peak. But you're still going to have, you know, Trey's a good facilitator. He's an unselfish player and he can knock down threes and stuff like that, too. Um, I do like where the point guard position is going. Seems like it is a lot more stable and still has the upside with Wendell. But I think Trey really needs to get some time at the two guard alongside Wendell Hmm. Uh, with Trey's shooting and just the black hole that the shooting guard position has been. It really just kind of seems like an easy fix there, even if it's only a temporary thing until maybe Katie Johnson or Chance Westry or Zeb Jasper can find a little more on offense. But, you know, you just see Zeb out there. I don't remember how many shots he had last night, maybe three. but um, Two. Yeah, two? Okay. And, you know, there's just that shooting guard spot in the past has been so effective. Think of Bryce Brown, Samir Dowdy, all these guys that Auburn has had in there just scoring 20 points a game just because they can shoot kind of thing half the time you know those guys were great players don't get me wrong but just having that shooting ability at that position and somebody who's a confident shooter is going to make a big difference um Katie Johnson is like that sometimes but he's as inconsistent as they come this year and uh yeah you know it's interesting I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Chance Westry as well though because that's one that I see all over Twitter and the message board is that you know people are wondering if he's a bust or wondering if he's going to play, wondering if he's getting benched, you know, what's going on. He didn't play until the last 90 seconds of the night. And that's just not common for a, you know, Bruce Pearl goes out and gets a top 50 guard who's a
0: defensive specialist and he's hardly playing. It's a little strange. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously Chance got hurt, came back. Um, I wonder where he's at health wise in terms of, Mm -hmm. um, what was he? Is he, is he 80%? Um, you know, cause there is some legitimate rehab time. So I'm wondering where he's at, if that's affecting his confidence on the basketball court. Cause he was a dick in Israel this summer. Chance was a different player. Oh, I mean, yeah. immediately he was, um, he was good. He was confident. Uh, he was the best guard. Um, yeah. and, and now he doesn't look like that player. So I have to think some of that is due to the injury and maybe losing a little bit of confidence. Um, but yeah, you look at look at where chance is at. Um I mean he's he's a thirty one percent shooter. He hasn't hit a three this year. Um it's just uh I mean he's just it completely he's just producing nothing. He's just producing right. nothing. Um I think last night against Washington, you know, I would I would guess I had to try to read Bruce Pearl's mind and kind of why chance basically didn't play and Leor Berman got 12 minutes. Um, I think that that was a game that Auburn had to win. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they needed, um, I think they needed to win that game. And I think it was, Hey, chance is not playing particularly well. We're on the road. Um, Probably not going to fix it. Probably not going to fix it on the road against USC and Washington. Probably not going to come back and just fix this. We need to win this game. Um, and so I'm going to give Leor a few more minutes, um, try to get a little bit of stability. I mean, Leor hit a three, uh, committed a couple of fouls, but but wasn't detrimental in any way. Had an assist um, in, in, in those 12 minutes. Um, so that would be my guess was just, hey, I'm going to play Leor. He deserves some minutes here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give a Chance a little bit of, of rest. I'm not going to throw him out there and make him try to fix kind of what's going on or get his confidence back on the road. That's probably not the best um, recipe for that. Um, and let Leor go out there and be physical and, uh, and, and play and, and just kind of have, have some stability um, in this road game and try to get the W. Um, I think chance, chance is too talented. Chance will, will get there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's just got to get some confidence back. Um, I've watched him enough, whether it's in Israel or in practice, um, I mean, he's he's really good. Um, and so he just, I think he just needs to get, like I said, he just needs to get his confidence back. Him and Yuan, to me, are in the same boat. They're, to me, watching them play, they don't look like confident top 50 elite blue chip high school players that are coming. They don't look like it. They're not acting like it. They just, when they're out there, they're not looking for their shots. They're just sort of part of the team. Yeah. Um, kind of trying to blend in. And, uh, I don't know. I think they're better than that. I think that when they're in the game, there needs to be some, you yeah, know, maybe that's Bruce trying to run shot to get you on a, a top of the key three or a corner three or, or run, run a set that where chance gets to use, you know, come off the screen and, and drive or whatever. But I think those two guys, um, I think those two guys just got to get their confidence up. Yuan, I think, hit a three last night. Or let's see, he did. Let's see. No, he had a dunk, I think.
1: Um, but yeah, again, he hit a three as well.
0: Yeah, just two, just two points. I mean, just, two, I mean, just two point. I mean, uh, two points, just two shots for Yuan.
1: So I expected a lot more from Yoan, but he's almost, you know, it's almost reasonable that he's the way he is with just his lack of basketball experience, moving yeah. over from France not too long ago, and I just really expected you know, Yoan, I, I, I expect more from him at the end of the season still. But that was kind of always my, especially with Bruce Pearl saying they were going to play through Jalen Williams. You know, I had a lot of confidence in One, but I saw it being a work in progress, kind of like Jimma was. And Chance Westry, though, is just, you know, it seemed like at the very least he was going to come in and be an elite defender and, you know, a slasher and a ball handler and stuff like that. And it seems like no matter what he does, he just has no confidence in it.
0: Yeah, and look, last year, at the end of last year, uh, I remember talking to Bruce Pearl, and he said, I should have played Leor more. You know, that, that three position was a disaster last year. Yeah. And he was like, I should have played Leor more. Um, and so you got to wonder if maybe he's thinking that right now, going out. Leor's just got to get a few more minutes, at, whether it's two or three, which everyone's kind of struggling um, at the time, put him in there. Um, <clears throat> he actually had- played
1: more first half minutes than KD did, too. Leor did.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just wild. You mentioned that shooting guard spot. I mean, Zepp and KD were three for six against Washington. That, that's fine. Three for six, fifty percent. It's great, but it's just wild to see your two, two, your both your two guards shoot six total shots. Um, they uh, and that's really all they did. I mean, they had three steals between them. Now they committed zero turnovers. Zepp and KD. That's that's more important. <laughs> that's. It's probably as important as them scoring, if not more, was the fact that these guys, Zep Zep doesn't turn the ball over, KD does. Um, But they had no turnovers um, in that game, three steals between them, a couple of assists. Um, Those guys were just really reserved, but they did their job, KD and Zep. Um, But, yeah, it's just weird to look at your two-guard spot in a game that was maybe your best offensive game, and you see six shots. But that was, that was, for Auburn, that was smart basketball last night. They had an advantage inside, and they used it. And Jani and Jalen shot 27 times, which is what should have happened. And your two guards shoot six, probably could have taken a few more. But they actually played good, intelligent basketball. They had advantage inside, so they went through Jani. They went through Jalen. Um, they went through Chris Moore. Um, and those guys got opportunities, and it wasn't a game where um, you're you're just jacking threes and you're 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 giving up your advantage, which which they can do sometimes where you have an advantage and and instead you just get shots taken. Um Wendell still took nine shots, took some threes, but that's that's what Wendell's gonna do. And a bunch um, of those are late shot clock threes. Yeah, too. late shot clock stuff, right. And a couple of them went in and out. Like he 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 Wendell should have had a few of those buckets go down, um in, in all reality. But um it was just a smart game offensively for Auburn last night. And you don't always get that. You're gonna get games yeah. where you Jalen's got six shots and Katie's got 13 yeah. and you're wondering what in the world those are the frustrating those are the frustrating games is um, is when you start to see that kind of imbalance um, but it was a it was a good game all around I mean outside of Wendell's two for nine every other player that scored which was I think 11 I think I think I think, I think all 12 players scored oh, wow. including chance in a minute in the minute he yeah. played Chance scored but outside of Wendell, every single every other player shot at least fifty percent. Jalen was six of ten, I was nine of seventeen, Chris Moore was five for six, and then you had Zep one for two, Katie two for four, Trey one for two, Chance hit his only shot, Yuan one for two, Allen one for two, Lior hit his only shot, and then Dylan was three for three. Um, so just effective and productive up and down up and down the line. And Trey Donaldson seven assists. I mean, we got to specifically shout that out. Definitely. Seven dimes, seven dimes, and four rebounds, <laughs> and a steal for Trey Donaldson. Um, that kid is, man, he is savvy. I mean, you can tell, you can see his football ability uh, right. out there. He, he, he's gritty. He's savvy. He's physical, tough. He's he's, he's got a moxie about him. From a guy – from it's the kind of thing you see a lot of times from a football player that's used to that super physical style, um, obviously playing football, and he's a safety, he's a defensive guy, he's hard-nosed, and he's just not – He's just he's just not scared. He's just not scared at all.
1: Yeah, he is such a smart player too, and, you know, it's – his ability is behind his IQ right now, and he's still a talented player, but you can just tell that he's going to improve significantly the more he plays basketball or concentrates on basketball but uh we were talking about it on the corner there was a play against i think it was USC where they like ran a set play and they were targeting the player that Trey was defending i don't remember if it was Boogie Ellis or who but it was some sort of like back cut play and it was a you know a misdirection and Trey seemingly fell for the misdirection on the play but just immediately like he like he knew it was coming and like he baited the passer into making the pass and everything. But he like went for the misdirection, turned around, jumped right into the passing lane and took off. And it's just he makes plays like that that are just uncommon for a freshman, especially defensively. You know, you know why Bruce Pearl likes him so much, too. He can make those kind of plays. And the assists were great, too. But he had the full court pass to Janai Rome that was, you know, very much a quarterback play. It was just got the ball, surveyed the field hit his receiver kind of thing. And it was, he's just been fun to watch, but he makes a lot of plays that are like, oh man, when he's doing this 90% of the game, he can definitely be a starting point guard in the SEC.
0: Yeah. Maybe the biggest development, honestly, of of the early season is, is what Trey's done the last three games. Probably. I mean, I think it it can't be understated. um, The importance uh, of what he's doing combined with chance struggling Combined yeah. with Wendell being banged up, Wendell can can struggle at times. Um, Trey's emergence is massive, if he can keep it up. We'll see. SEC play could be different, but I he'll have his ups and downs. But I like what I've seen enough to think that he's not going anywhere. It's not a game. It's not a fluke. It's not a really good game against Georgia State. He's now done three games in a row. He's played smart. He's played productive. He hasn't just gone in there and imploded or had some freshman game where he's just Turning it over left and right, he hasn't done that. And that um, might happen, but it might, it might. Right, he's going to have his games, but I've seen now enough the last three games to think that I think yeah. Trey will be a guy you can count on for the most part in the SEC. Now, I, I, I just his emergence to me is um is massive for this team. Yeah, right. um, I was looking at um, kind of where Auburn stands and some in some statistics, uh, and they're still <clears throat> still one of the better defensive teams in the country offense is basically middle of the pack. Shooting-wise, Not you know, they're still in 300s, three-point shooting. Um, so look, they're still not a great shooting team, but they're playing a high level of defense. Uh, they're doing a good job on offensive boards, which is helping them on offense. Um, I think their offensive rebounding rate is still 15th in the country. Um, and so that's that's helping them as well. And now you start conference play. I mean, look, you got your best win is, is Northwestern, who's, who's a, you know, that's a quad one win. Your other quad one game was Memphis. You lost it. Uh, and then USC is right on the border. We'll see how USC does this year. Um, th- that could easily be a quad one loss. Um, they're kind of right on the bubble, I would say. Um, and now you immediately jump into Florida next week, who is probably, you know, probably the second best team you've played outside of, Memphis um and you get into this thing. Um I, I do I do like what Auburn just did. You get a week off and now you get Florida. What are your concerns? What are your optimistic uh encouragements heading into SEC play? What do you what do you what what do you really like where they're at and where do you think are some areas or area that um man they gotta get right because conference play is now and, and 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 it's hard to get right when you start SEC play. It just takes time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really Encouraged that they seem to fa- have found some identity in the past few games with how they're targeting the front court. I think that goes a long way. At the very least, it gives you a game plan and something that seems to be sort of or not very matchup dependent. You know, Colin Castleton in Florida is going to be quite the test yeah. for Game One, but it's still you know you're you're not looking at Auburn's front court even against Kentucky and Sheboy and some of these really big name players and saying oh man Auburn can't do anything against them. You know you got Jalen Williams and Janai Broome seeming like they can do this against anyone right now. So I really like that. You know, credit the guards as well. They're really targeting the front court. Last year they got knocked for that a lot, for not going to Jabari and Walker when things broke down. This year they've improved that a good bit. So I really like that. I like the defense, of course. Um, you know, I am just still concerned with this team's overall, you know, it, it's not that Auburn isn't talented, but there's so much talent there that's not uh, showing itself, um, mainly freshman and chance Westry and Yo and but Katie Johnson as well. And uh, I think that these guys, you know like you're saying, it gets to a point where you can't really work anything new into the game plan and into the lineups and stuff. and we're getting to that point and we're not seeing much from them. Obviously, if Yohan Traor just starts hitting threes and driving to the basket, you can't keep him on the bench. Same goes for Chance Westry, but the longer we go, you know, the, the shorter Auburn ceiling gets kind of thing, it seems like. Um, so that's a concern for me is if those guys are going to be able to get out there. In terms of the in-game play as well, uh, the shooting that we've seen has been concerning in the offense overall. Hopefully the front court thing kind of sorts some of that out, but we'll see. That and the shooting guard position in general, though, it's just something that there's so much more potential in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think for me, I, I think Jalen and the way he's playing is is probably the is probably your positive. Janiah playing a little bit better the last two games. That, that, that's that's your that's your number one positive going into conference play for me because. Everything else has been sort of inconsistent with this team. Yep. Um, but but those two guys are starting to be pretty effective consistently. Um, and and they're tough. They're tough guards. Jalen's a Jalen's a difficult player to defend. Yeah. yeah. Three. Um, and he's good around the rim. He can elevate. He can jump. He's got good touch. He's not. I mean, he's he, Jalen's a really good player. If if Jalen were on a team that that was a, a lesser team, lesser talent and he was the guy. Jalen would be scoring 16, 17 a game and oh, grabbing yeah. eight boards. Um, he'd be that kind of player. So I think him and Janai and what they're doing is, is the best thing Auburn's got going for him if they realize it and not just realize it, the coaches know it, but if the players that are out there and mainly the guards uh, make it a point to look for them and make it a point where they don't go minutes where you're not, they're, they're not getting touches down low and you're not working through them. And because um, look, I'll, Wendell and Katie, I love their passion. I love, love their passion. Um, I love what they bring to the, bring to the team in a lot of ways, but there are times when it can become uh, one-on-one basketball. And that is not where Auburn is at their best. It never has been. Um, and so those two, those two forwards are huge. Obviously Trey's emergence is massive. And I'm really curious to see Wendell gets back healthy. Wendell's still your guy because he's such a great creator and he's a good three-point shooter. <clears throat> but I am curious to see what if if what Trey's done the last three games, regardless of Wendell's health, um, what does that do for Trey in terms of, of playing time? You know, I, I am curious to see. I mean, I think Trey has earned, regardless of Wendell's health, I think Trey's earned, you know, this type of playing time moving forward. He played 18 minutes. Oh yeah. I think he's earned that going forward. And look, if you're chance Westry, um, you know, I think you're just, you're just right now. You're just gonna have to work yourself back in because right now it needs to be Wendell and Trey. And if you want to try to move chance in at the two or, or three at times, but uh, I think Trey has absolutely earned the right to be the backup point guard right now and get 15, 20 minutes uh, and, and Chance is just going to have to work himself back in and figure out where he sort of um, gets into play. I would say negative going in is, um, yeah, that two-guard spot, just kind of a lack of production. Zeph probably needs a few more opportunities to get a spot-up three-point shot um, yeah, or maybe, to, yeah, take advantage of, of some other opportunities. I mean, one for two, he's a he's a good spot-up shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're pretty good on defense. Three – look – Three-point shooting, they're not going to fix. They're just going to have good games and bad games. So that's really – like worrying about that is just kind of – it is what it is. They're going to have games like last night where, you know, uh, Jalen was two of three and Chris Moore hit both of his and Zep hit one and KD hit one and Lior hit one. And um, you're going to have those games and then you're going to have a four for 24. Um, there's nothing more – there's nothing really you can do about it. Turnovers hadn't really been a huge issue for the team. It was against USC – um, but that's kind of an outlier, really. So far, really, they're kind of about a twelve turnover, a twelve thirteen turnover a game, which is not yeah. bad. for the way they play. That's not that's not detrimental. Twenty yeah. is twenty three is a problem. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I would say that two guard spot and trying to figure out how do you get production there <clears throat> without interfering with the way Jani and Jalen are are playing. I mean, you can't have it all. You can't have Jalen sure. I are getting 25 shots a game. And then also your two guards. This team to me is developed into run through the forwards and then figure out how the other guys get good looks. That's how the team probably needs to be playing right now. And we'll see if they sort of continue that or how they adjust to that. But it needs to be come down, run your initial, try to get a bucket. But then it's Jalen Janai try to work through them and let them kick it back out at times and get threes that way. I mean, they were as productive. If I'm Bruce Pearl, I'm walking in. To the, to the to the locker room, and I'm slapping this up, and I'm going, Jalen <clears throat> Janai shot 27 shots. They were unbelievably effective. They're our most effective players, and lo and behold, it's our best offensive game. Nobody else felt pressed. Nobody else felt rushed. We didn't have, you know, we weren't jacking threes left and right. 17 threes for a, for a Bruce Pearl team, like, that's a good number.
1: Yeah, and I agree.
0: Relatively low. Honestly, there's ga- plenty of games where that number's over 20. Most of the time, it's going to be – that's going to be over 23s in a game. Yeah. 17 is a really good number. Um yeah, quickly looking. 20 I mean here's their here's their three point attempts this year. 25, 25, 23, 27. Oh, Bradley. What did we talk about earlier? Bradley was one of their best offensive games. 8 of 17 from 3. Exactly what they shot against Washington. Then you come back 21 threes, 16 against St. Louis, but St. Louis is a good team, 3 for 16. 22, 24. 23. So most of the time, Auburn's shooting 20 plus threes, probably close to 25. But you look at two of their best offensive games were eight of 17 from three. That 17 number. So I think that's if they can stay there, work through Jalen and Jani and try to stay under 23s shot. I think that's a sweet spot for for this team. They're not good enough three point shooting team to be shooting 25 threes. There's there's no there's no point. Yeah, I agree. You got to have that balance
1: to an extent, where the backcourt's giving you, giving the defense enough pressure to free up the front court, or else you're going to get what Auburn got last year, and you know teams just weren't afraid of Auburn on the perimeter. But just hitting those shots consistently is a big deal there. You know Trey Donaldson, Wendell Green, most times, Alan Flanagan's been pretty good there. Jalen Williams as well, helping stretch the defense out from that four position. His playmaking and his shooting, both, but. I like the balance, you know, a little more production out of that two-guard role just because there's so much potential there and you know, like Katie Johnson being a player who can score when things break down as well. I just like to see a little more consistency, something to rely on out of that position at least.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Al <clears throat> you mentioned Al Flanagan. He had been playing well, but the last couple of games he's kind of reverted back um to to struggling. He's committed. Eleven turnovers in the last three games, um, which is not great. He 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 had been doing a really good job. He had a bad game against South Florida, but everything else this year was a turnover. One turnover. One turnover. zero, one, one, one. And then he's come in Georgia State. He committed four. USC committed three. Washington. He committed four. Um, I mean, he played 19 minutes against Washington. He played 19 minutes against Washington, and he committed four turnovers. And got four rebounds uh, and made a shot. <clears throat> so he had been playing well, but the last few games he sort of reverted back to somebody that's that's a liability, turning the ball over. So need to get him need to get him back settled, back into playing smart, focused basketball. Because um, he was doing a really good job. He had some really nice box plus minuses this year. Um, like Auburn, you know, with Wendell Green out too.
1: Put him into more of that facilitator role, and he can do that. But that just isn't where he's at his best. You know, he's yeah at his best as a wing scorer and defender kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, and so yeah, keep keep defending, but yeah, don't he? he just he can't press things. It he just it yeah. falls apart for him when he <clears throat> when he presses things. And so need to get him back settled a little bit too. But uh, we'll see. I think Auburn had a good road trip, like Bruce Pearl said. Um, you know, you lose to USC. Um, but that's a game you should have won. You don't turn the ball over 23 times, and then you come back and you smoke Washington. So we'll see. Come back. Look, come back. Beat Florida. You're 1-0 in conference. You're 11-2. Go from there. You're back. I think you're back on track a little bit. Um, it's probably been a few years, so I have to go back and look since Auburn entered conference play with two with with even just two losses. I mean, I guess <clears throat> the Final Four team, they lost to Duke. Um, they generally maybe have one or none, um, but they enter with that, that one extra loss. But I still think they're in good shape. Look, the SEC, I mean, Kentucky struggled against Florida A M the other night. Um, I mean, outside of Alabama, who's been, you know, Houston, great win. Um, you know, Gonzaga played really well. Gonzaga was really good. Alabama, Tennessee, I think, have shown themselves to be pretty good. And Arkansas, too. Those threes, Those three teams, I think, have separated themselves. But... After that, you know, we, we're so hyper critical and focused on the way Auburn's playing and things like that. And I get it, but Auburn's still they're still maybe probably that fourth or fifth best team in the league right now. Florida could be, you know, that'll be a big game, but they're still right there. There's a lot of improvement Auburn can make. Get Westry growing a little bit, get Trey growing a little bit, get Wendell healthy. This team can still do some really some really good things in conference. Um just want to kind of continue to see some of that growth we saw against Washington. Let's see it against Florida. Um, let's see it against Georgia on the road. I and mean, they got a chance. You look at that schedule, Florida at home. Then you get another week off, by the way. So basically the next two weeks Auburn's going to play one game at home against Florida. Um, so it's a great opportunity for Wendell to get healthy, Janata get in good shape, chance to get confidence and get healthy. It's a great opportunity. You play Florida, you play Georgia on the road. So You can be 2-0 and and then you come home, for a massive game against Arkansas on a Saturday that should be January 7th, that should be packed out. Um, monster game, you could be 2-0, and o, and you could be sitting at 12-2, and two, probably 20th, 19th in the country, something like that, and you're playing um, Arkansas for a huge, huge game at home. Let's see where that team is. You got two weeks, you got two games. Let's see where this team is when they play Arkansas on January 7th. Yeah, that's gonna be a pretty big test. Huge test. <clears throat> Huge test. Um, all right. Well, let's get out of here, man. Um, good productive trip for Auburn. Um, capped off by a twenty-three point win against Washington. Nice home and home for Auburn against Washington. They beat them by twenty in two thousand eighteen. I mean, yeah, beat the breaks off. They were up close to thirty at points in that game. Yeah, that uh, was a dominant one. And then uh and then in between there, the the football team took took care of business uh, against Washington and Atlanta. So Schedule Washington in, in, in sporting events more, is what I say. I agree. Keep the Pac-12 teams coming. <clears throat> yeah, owning them. Uh, all right, Jay, let's roll. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. Auburn Live Basketball Show we will be back. Um, we'll be back next week after Florida to talk about that Florida game. Uh, make sure you go to AuburnLive.com, subscribe. Again, 25 bucks gets you access through next August, so go be a part of a, of a growing site. Jay will have some breakdown of Auburn, Washington up on the site. Um, kind of more the schematics and how it worked and why it worked and all that good stuff. So make sure you check that out. All right. For Jay, I'm Justin. We'll see you next time. Bye.